So, Paul, what do you call a black man who flies a plane? Huh. Um, I don't know. A pilot, you racist. It's 37 podcast time. Cause it's Friday and you're at home. It's 37 podcast time. Cause you're masturbating alone. It's 37 podcast time. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Um, overjoyed. I'm over the moon. Overjoyed. That's a good one. Why is that? We're getting football this year. Yes. It looked like it might not happen. It really did. I was kind of. It was getting to that point where I was kind of really questioning, like, this actually might not work. We might not have football. Tim Tebow's biceps are starting to look a little bit flaccid. Yeah, I was starting to get too thin. You know, like that dangerous, like, you know, 20, 30 pounds under 300 mark for me. Right. And um, I need the football season to come back so that I can spend my Sundays eating and drinking more. I wonder sometimes if the entire fatness of our country actually, you know, if we expand and contract with the NFL season. I think that that's probably true. Although at the same time, we also have NASCAR for like 48 weeks a year. And so that just kind of keeps us fat. Well, I don't refer to the South as being part of our country. But no, I, I, I realize that like it really does add an entire day of drinking and eating fried foods that I don't do the rest of the year. And it's well, like one out of seven days. That's that's a pretty big jump in like the fat intake. Well, I'm even going to go so far as you've got Friday night and Tuesday night are probably basically the only nights during football season. Because you got Monday night football, then you True. take Tuesday off. And then you've got Wednesday is prepping for Thursday night football. And then Thursday night football is on. You take Friday off. Maybe you go do something with people. And then all day Saturday, starting at you know 10 in the morning with the Big East games, which are always so boring and usually yeah. commentated by a woman. Which is true. Which is I, odd. I haven't been able to get – I'm sorry. Call me a sexist. I just I, – I don't know what her name is, but the one who does – she does like Big East and she does the crappy Big Ten games. She'll I'll, do I'll, like Minnesota versus – Northwestern. Know, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't call you sexist. I call you uh, realistic because she's terrible. And, and it's just there's something about it. I'm sorry, but when I'm watching, you know, this nice violent football game, like I don't need to hear uh, a, a lesbian chirping in my ear. Exactly. It sounds like a 43-year-old librarian or HR specialist. Yes. And then to finish it all off, you've got Sunday, of course. Wonderful Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It's interesting, too, uh, Sundays now that I live on the West Coast and I used to live in the Midwest, that, you know, the game start at 10 a.m. here, which is like – it's kind of intense. It kind of dictates your weekend where I used to y- – you think about your alcohol intake on Saturday night because you know you have to be up at 9 a.m. to get to the bars uh, to watch football and drink more the next day, which didn't used to be a problem in Chicago. You know, you would drink you'd drink all night and then you'd roll out of bed at 1130 and get to the bars for a noon start, which is a little – I don't know. It's easier to take. But then it goes later in the night and then you usually have to call in sick to work on Monday because you were drinking too much for the third game on Sundays – and uh, it, it really it, it hurt the economy in Chicago and the East Coast for sure. But but it, it made for a happier life, I think. You know why that is? Uh, no. It's time zones. No shit. Well, the other thing that I think we've all learned from this NFL lockout, and now it mm-hmm. looks like the NBA is starting to get into it too. But yeah. collective bargaining just as a whole is just bad for the country. It's people, bad. Mm-hmm. our future generations. Yeah, it's bad business. Environment, recycling. 
it's pretty much bad for everything. I agree. I don't like the idea of people gathering into groups at all, especially in the workplace. Oh, um, couldn't agree more. I mean, unless we're in a bar, I, I just don't see the point of it. Uh, or maybe watching football. You know what I mean? At a football game, there's there's a place you can gather more than five people. Or a group gangbang. Gangbangs. I, I would like I – like, I prefer them to be more than five people. I don't know. It's just – you know, you're, you're that close to a threesome. It, it's still too intimate. I want to take all intimacy – out of that bang and make it a true gangbang with upwards of 12 to 13 individuals. Bukaki tsunami. And I should make that clear. 12 to 13 males and one female receptacle. And it's better, too, if the males are strangers in mixed race. Absolutely. Nothing's worse than showing up to a gangbang and it's, you know, it's, it's just you and 14 other Jewish white guys. Also, too, a broad swath of ages. Anywhere yes. from 17 to 63. Agree. And can I put something out there? Whatever happened to bringing roller skates to a gangbang? That used to be really fun, and I never see that anymore. Everything's gone soft. It is. But I digress. Gathering in the workplace. I, th- I think where it started and where I really started to build a hatred for unions was when I realized that every time in my office there's more than like five people together that aren't in a conference room, like in a meeting, they bug the hell out of me. Because they're either they're either talking really loudly in the hallway and they're bugging me, or they're standing in the way of me getting to the bathroom, or they're standing in the kitchen, which is the fucking worst. Because if I'm in the kitchen, I want my coffee. I want you to get the hell out of my way. Like, let, let's let's use this kitchen. Let's not use it as a hangout. Who hangs out at work? That's stupid. They're all stupid for doing it. This isn't Ally McBeal. This is this is a real work environment. So I don't know. I get I get. I'm sorry. I get steamed about that. Oh, it's okay. I love your Midwestern values. I get steamed. I love your white collar Midwestern values. Thank you. I covet my white collar. Well, speaking of all that, we had a, um, I guess it might be purple collar. I don't know what royalties collar no. color. Good point. I like I like purple. So we had some purple color events in North America where yes. everyone's favorite prince and the princess until uh, little Harry knocks up that Italian porn star. That would be awesome, wouldn't yeah. it? He's going he's he's, to have the naughty one. Yeah. He seems like, you know, the older brother is the more responsible has been going through this. Right. The younger one, Harry, I guess, yeah, he's going to do something, isn't he? Like, he's a he's troublemaker. Gonna, yeah. Something's going to happen there. Yeah. That's awesome. That'll, that'll be fun. But so that Catherine and whatever the dude's name is. William? Yeah. They get married, right? Apparently they had like a wedding and then they immediately come to North America and they go to Canada and they went to a couple towns in, um, where do we live again? California. The United States of motherfucking America. How much royalty do we have in this country, Paul? Zero. Why is that, Paul? Because Michael Jackson died. Almost. He was the king of pop. Oh, that's a good point. Rest in peace. And he was ours. He was, he was ours. ours, Tobin. He was. Came from nothing and made something out of himself. And banged some kids. And so here you go. Along those same lines, this guy is like balding, kind of goofy looking, and he marries this super hot chick. And what does he immediately do? I'm going to go and show her off to like the rest of North America. Yeah. Like, I know we go on honeymoons just in general, and so there's always, like, a certain degree of showing off. But, you know, our honeymoons are in, like, Cancun or some place where people don't really remember. I hope I don't go to a honeymoon in Cancun. That's just tacky. Oh, no. It's beautiful down there. Cabo if I was going to really do Mexico. Oh, that's true. You could go to the Pink Taco for drinks on your your honeymoon. I'm sure I will be doing that on my honeymoon. Beautiful. So much nicer than Cancun. You're right. I don't know what I was thinking. I guess there's the whole kind of audacity of privilege and of prancing around with your uh, hot, hot. She's gotten hotter. I'm sorry, man. I'm starting to I'm really not, think that. I'm not really into her, actually. I think I, I, I was see either, it, but now, man, she's, she's too, got something going on there. She's too skinny. She oh, like, I'm okay I, with that. That's I liked her. 
I liked her when she was all dressed up in Western clothes in, in Canada. That's but. what I'm saying. That's when I turned. That's yeah. when I turned was when they were in Calgary at the Stampede, yep. which they did a little faux pas there. Apparently, they didn't put on the white hats, which they were supposed to put on the white cowboy hat, and it was some big whatever. And then three people gave a shit. Right. I don't know. So. But then she looked good in those jeans and some boots and a yeah. little, little button-up-y little thing. Little, yep. Yeah. Yeah, that was all right. And meanwhile, he wanted to play Brokeback Mountain. Oh, for sure. So then a few days after the stampede, they come down to L.A. and they stayed at the British ambassador's house, which I'm not sure why the British ambassador is in L.A., but maybe it's a weather thing, you know, with England being so gray and gloomy and now it's warm and nice. But there was some L.A. news crew that went out and started interviewing the neighbors on the street where this ambassador lives because apparently they were going to shut down like a two block radius of this neighborhood. Yeah. And so this guy was all pissed off being interviewed on his lawn because he was getting asked all these questions and all the static every time he wanted to drive in and out of his, quote, effing neighborhood. And so the quote he laid down was, I actually, I wrote it down, I think, over there, if you can find it. Oh, yeah. Okay. I got it here. I don't give a shit. They should pay me for the inconvenience. They never invite us over. We're just the peons that they shit on and move on. He said this on the news. This guy's awesome. <laughs> Amazing, right? And I was just like, this guy represents the exact reason why we don't have a palace with the royal family. Well, exactly. Because, and for reference, too, this guy's got to be super wealthy because I'm sure the ambassador's totally, house in LA right. is in, like, you know, oh, the neighborhood Beverly was super Hills nice. or something ridiculous. Yeah. And so it's like, this isn't like just some dude on the street that, like, you know, is a bum on Sunset Boulevard. I mean, this is like, this is a wealthy homeowner in Los Angeles and he's just bitching out the the royals and the ambassador of england i like it i like it a lot and he's not afraid and not for one second it sounds like he's not afraid to do this on television and drop the s-bomb that's it's pretty good it's ballsy it kind of um kind of gave me a moment paul yeah yeah i like it so i i i was sitting in my car today and i was on the way in here and i and i realized something there i looked in the, my rearview mirror and there was this like murdered out mercedes uh it was convertible but the top was up and I could see the guy inside, and he had really cool sunglasses on, and he was wearing a turban and had the full beard and mustache. And it occurred to me, and he was it looked like he was in, dressed very nice. I couldn't really tell it from the rear view mirror. But pinstripes? Uh, possibly, possibly. It was very dark in there. But either way, this guy just looked like a total badass. And it occurred to me that for some reason, wearing a turban and having like the traditional facial hair and you know everything like that, and then putting sunglasses and a suit on is about as badass as you can look. Like, you go, in, in my mind, if you're wearing a turban, you got, like, the robe on, I, I just am kind of like, all right, that's your thing. You put a suit on, and somehow you you exponentially leap into badassdom. Like, there's just, I don't know what it is. And I, it occurred to me, I can only think of a couple different places that I've seen this. And one was uh, the DJ at the Muslim wedding I was at a couple weeks ago. He pulled up in the car next to us when we were walking to the wedding, and uh, and he looked really badass, like kind of just sitting back with his turban on and sunglasses and just, just pimping it. And then the other one is that guy that's in all the Wes Anderson movies who's actually like a jeweler in New York. That guy wears like super, super nice, like high-end clothes. And it's like, I don't know what it is, but it's kind of like the saying, I don't give up these old traditions and stuff like that, but I am going to totally embrace like wearing a $10,000 suit. It just, I don't know why, but I find that very, very cool. Do you think that it's the turban or do you think it's just the fact that having a beard, dark sunglasses and a suit on makes you look like a badass? That could absolutely be part of it. I think that might be 80% of it. And then the turban just takes it that extra 10 or 20%. Kind of Interesting. Thing. Because that's very true. The full beard 
being being dressed very formal but having the full beard is just kind of awesome. It's just it's a powerful statement, I think. Another thing I saw driving, and this this all kind of goes together somehow. I'm sitting in traffic, and uh, and I'm actually kind of by the Del Mar Fairgrounds here in San Diego. And whenever the fair's going on, there's just tons of traffic, and I'm sitting on the highway there. And rednecks. And rednecks. That's what you wanted to say. Yes, that's kind of what I'm getting with this. And I, I passed two different trucks that have the same bumper sticker within like a couple minutes. And I thought it was kind of funny. And then I really like paid attention to what the bumper sticker was. And it said Navy SEALs and number one. And then it says Bin Laden zero. And I looked at it. Oh, like a scoreboard. Yeah, yeah. And I looked at it and all I could think was, I'm pretty sure Bin Laden got one. I think he got two. In fact, he definitely got two. And if we're going just purely by body count here, that guy kicked our ass. Like he really did. I mean, he's like 3,000 just on like American soil. And then if you consider the Afghan war and everything, I mean, like to ha- for us to have the balls to say like, oh, we got him. Crisis averted. Like, no, no, no. We had the crisis. <laughs> like he won this round. He will always have won this round. There's nothing we could really do to like make this guy not win. He he got one in. He got a cheap shot in, you know, and it's like I, I, I kind of like it questioned. It made me question all of America's thoughts really on how the last 10 years have gone you know like did we really think like yeah you know like we, we took care of that problem pretty fast you know like sure he got that cheap shot in but we came right back and got him it took us 10 years to find him and like cost thousands and thousands of lives like we didn't win that i i, I just can't you know maybe in the long run the battle uh, uh, larger against terrorism and stuff like that but to put a scoreboard up with bin laden himself i'm like no sorry I think we're going to have to concede Bin Laden kind of got the better of us on this one. I blame it on our schools. I mean, I like to blame a lot of things on schools, but I'm not sure I follow this one. Well, it's not so much the history necessarily as it is math. We're really bad at math uh-huh. these days. And so and I'm so thinking people just aren't as good at um, adding. And so they counts. just go with the two easiest numbers in the whole thing, which is zero and one. That's a good point. Maybe it was just a typo. We need to come out with our own sticker that has the exact number of American and Western lives lost. That would be kind of, one. That would be kind of amazing. See what the reaction Navy would be. Navy SEALs one. Bin Laden eleven thousand eight hundred and sixty-two. It's thirty-seven podcast time. Cause it's Friday and you're at home. It's thirty-seven. Podcast.